the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our faith is an endurance run, not a sprint, as we'll see next, here on Times of Refreshing. It doesn't take much effort to do 50 yards at a run, but to do 20 miles, well, it takes an awful lot of training to put in a marathon. But we are not called to a sprint as Christians. We're called to a marathon. And that's what we're focusing on here today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We're taking a look at the marathon race we've been called to and how to finish it. We're in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. And we would invite you to join us there as we listen in on a message delivered by Pastor Napoleon Kaufman at The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Maybe it's an association with somebody or a group of people that I shouldn't be running with. I can't run with y'all. I love you. But you guys are running in such a way that you're not going to obtain it. And I'm going to run in such a way that I may obtain it. This has to be our mindset. We have to lay aside every weight and then we have to lay aside the sin. Sin is also an issue. And we don't want to, people don't want to talk about sin. We just receive us and we're good. And, and no, we got to repent. Everybody's got to repent. Can I have an amen? Everybody. I mean, there's things that, that if we have sin in our lives, Jesus isn't just going to cover it up. We got to get it out of our lives, eradicate it, do away with it, and allow Jesus to free us from the weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. It stops us from going where we want to go. Well, the Lord knows. Yeah, the Lord knows that we need to repent. We don't talk about it enough. Every, you're just God's children, and he just loves you all. Yeah, he loves us, but he don't give you a spanking if you keep on doing that. Can I have an Amen. We got to get some, we have to stop, change our mind, and go in a different direction. That's what repentance is all about. I'm going to stop, I'm changing my mind, and I'm going in a different direction. And Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul preached repentance. He didn't just preach grace, he talked about repentance too. John the Baptist, the first message that he preached was a message of repentance. Jesus, in his first message that he stood up and preached after the Holy Spirit got, uh, came upon him, is he came into the synagogue and he started preaching about repentance and freedom and liberty. Saints, for all of us, we can't shy away from the word repent. It's not a bad word. It's a beautiful thing when you can look yourself in the mirror and say, man, you need to stop, change your mind, go in a different direction, and let's let God do what he's trying to do in our Can I have an amen in here today? We have churches that are full of people that have never repented, that have never got converted, 
have never stopped. They just added church to their routine. Can I preach this this morning? We have to stop and say, Lord, I, I, I want to finish this race and I want to run in such a way that I may obtain it. I got to get weight off myself. I got to get this sin out of my life. And Jesus died. He didn't die just to make us a good sinner. He died to get sin out of your life and out of my life. To free us from sin. I don't know about you, but when I gave my life to God, I wasn't, I wasn't tripping about any money. I wasn't worrying about stuff. I wasn't worrying about all this stuff. I had all this stuff. I, but I looked myself in the mirror and I said, something is wrong with you. You need to change. You need to go in a different direction. You need healing. You need deliverance. You need to get free from this stuff and start doing what's... Can I have an amen in this place this morning? And I finally got honest with myself and say, man, I need to repent, man. I need a change in my life. And I'm not going to blame my upbringing. I'm not going to blame the police. I'm not going to blame the government. I'm not going to blame this person. It's me, Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. I feel an anointing on this. That I need help. And I'm not blaming anybody else. Lord, I need you to change me. And this is how we lay aside weight and sin. We, we, we run in such a way that we may obtain it. And then we start to release our faith. We run in such a way that now we get our eyes fixed on Jesus. We start looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now I start to release my, my, I start to look unto Jesus and my eyes get fixed on him because at the end of the day, he's who I'm running to. He's who I'm running to. And my eyes are on him as my goal to become more like him, to get to know him. My eyes become fixed on him. And this helps me to finish my way. This is how we run in such a way that we may obtain it. Is we also release our faith. Look what he says in verse 25. He says, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. He says temperance. Temperate. Just write down the word temperance. This word in the Greek, it means to be self-controlled. Or to have self-control, it means to be sober. It means to refrain. It means to be of sound mind. That's your temper, your self-control. One of the things I love about this is that one of the fruits of the Spirit of God is, is self-control. It's temperance. God imparts to you that which is necessary to be self-control or temperance. All of us, all of us, we need self-control. Stop blaming the devil for everything. Can I have an amen? We blame the devil for everything, and it was us. The devil, the devil didn't make you eat that. The devil, he grabbed my hand and he made me... 
he made me go to Krispy Kreme and I, I was resisting him steadfast in my faith, but I couldn't, Lord, take this cup from me. I, we start quoting scriptures and stuff. But it's, it's self-control. God, God wants to teach us the value of controlling self. We're taking our old nature, our idemic nature, our desires, our appetites, and learning how to resist them. And the more you resist, the stronger you and I will become. This is how you get strong, is you have resistance, and you press against what's pressing against you. And it makes you stronger. It's the same thing. We have, we have temptations that come from within, and then we have temptations and tests that come from without. The enemy is going to test us, but, but our old sinful nature is going to try us. We have to learn to be self-controlled, to be temperate in all things, and to be individuals that learn to tell ourselves no. To tell ourselves no. And this is a part of us becoming great in life through Christ and finishing our course, our race in life, is that I have to learn to put some healthy boundaries around my life. If I want to get there, there's a way in which I've got to run, and I've got to put boundaries around my life so I don't get distracted, tripped up, and miss out on what God has for me. It's not just how I'm starting, it's how I'm finishing, and how I'm going about finishing this race. I've got to have temperance in my life. I've got to tell myself no. I've got to tell myself stop. I've got to tell myself uh-uh. I've got to say I'm not going there. I've got to be willing to do this to myself. But our culture is, is totally warped and twisted and wicked. Our culture tells us just do whatever feels good. You don't like that church? They didn't make you feel good? Go find one that's going to make you feel good. You better be careful. Everything that tastes good doesn't end good for you. Can I have an amen? You better get some people around you. They're going to tell you no sometimes. That minute, hey, we don't need to tell you no all the time, but you need somebody around you that's going to look you in the eye and say no. People don't like that. I didn't feel good today when I came out of church. Well, maybe God's convicting you. No, it was the pastor. That bald head pastor, every time I hear him on the radio, he always, I'm turning the station. I'm not going to the well. Because well, we're not going to, because God is trying to teach us how to grow up. And we've got to learn to be temperate in all things that we have self-control in our lives. Self-control. To be sober. To be sober. To refrain. This word literally means to refrain. It means to be of sound mind. And this is one of the reasons why, and you guys know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not into drinking and alcohol and all this stuff. How can you be sober and of sound mind and make right decisions and to do things? How would y'all like it if you, if you called the church and said, Pastor Kaufman, I need you to come and pray and prophesy and cast out the devil, lay hands on me, this, this, that, and that, and the other half. And I showed up and I was a little tipsy. Well, the Lord about to make a way for you. Don't get me preaching. Don't get me. Well, we're going to get through this, me and you. Because the Lord is going to make. No. 
no, y'all kicked me out the hospital room and everything. Y'all say, he need a doctor. <laughs> Temperate, self-control, sober, of sound mind, sound judgment. I'm running in such a way that I might obtain my prize, that I'm quick, that God can speak to my spirit in a moment's notice, and he can get me to move left, move right. He doesn't have to get through a bunch of junk in my life. <laughs> can I have an amen? Why? Because I'm of sound mind. I'm temperate. I've refrained. And we learn to do this, and it helps us to finish our course and our race in life. Look what he says here. I love this. He says in, in, verse, in verse 25, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Look at verse 26. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air. Just underline the word uncertainty and write it down. Uncertainty. We don't run with uncertainty. This word means without exposure. This Greek word, this is interesting. It says without exposure to the spectators who are there to judge the race or performance. Without exposure to the spectators who are there to judge the race or performance. And this is how people are running through life. They're running through life and they're not aware of God who's watching. And observing how we're running the race. That we might run it in a way that's pleasing to him. Not just what feels good to us. Or that's just acceptable to the culture or society or who or what people think is right. We don't run with uncertainty. We're certain. Thus I run, not with uncertainty. I'm, I'm running in such a way that I'm certain God is watching me. The angels are watching me. I'm surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who are observing what I'm doing. And they're taking note. And they're watching how I'm going through this life. He says, he says, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. I understand that God is watching what I'm doing. And I'm going to run this. He, he's, he's sitting there watching how I'm running it. And how I'm getting it done. A lot of people, they run as if they're beating the air. They're, they, they, they don't... They don't they're running and they're not keeping in mind that Jesus is watching. And all of us are going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive in our body that which we have done, whether it be good or evil. The scripture says. So we learn to be temperate. We learn to run in such a way that, 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 that and as we're running in this way, God, we know God is watching. And this is the thing that I tell you, saints, I love, I love accountability partners, but it's nothing knowing. It's nothing like knowing that the Holy Spirit is right there with you. That when you're on the Internet and you're thinking about clicking, but then you remember the Holy Spirit is looking. Oh, it's got quiet up in here. Where y'all? Where the church? Y'all were shouting. It doesn't matter where everybody else is looking at. And who can see me? That... That, that Jesus has become such a reality to us that we know he's always there. 
We're not uncertain. We're certain. And we run in such a way that, that we might obtain the prize, knowing that there is a judge that's there to watch the performance, to watch what we're doing. And for all of us, we have to allow the Lord Jesus Christ to become clearer and clearer in our conscience so that it's not a matter of what everybody else thinks. Although we want to be a blessing to everybody else, but at the end of the day, Lord, is this pleasing you? Is, this, is my attitude pleasing you? Is the way I'm conducting my affairs, is it blessing you? That, that, Lord, what do you think about how I'm raising my kids? Am I doing a good job? That's one of the questions that I will ask the Lord sometimes. I'm just sharing a little bit, being transparent with you guys. I'll ask, Lord, how do you think I'm doing? I want to make sure I'm doing it right. I know you accept me, you love me and all that, but I want to make sure I'm doing this right. We want to run in such a way that it pleases our God. Amen? Look what he says in verse 27. He says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. I just wrote down for this last one, and we're going to close with this. I wrote down my body. That which holds what and houses my being. So we have to discipline. It's similar to being temperate in all things. But I think it, it goes a step further in that we have to learn to, to not only just tell ourselves no, but to tell ourselves how we should respond. And I think this is important. He says, I discipline my body. When you discipline your body, you're trying to get your body to conform to a certain pattern and to go in a certain direction. He says, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. He says, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. One of the things that disqualifies us and, and we lose our credibility is when people see contradiction in our lives. When they see contradiction, when they see hypocrisy, and we don't talk about hypocrisy enough. When people see hypocrisy, Jesus came on the scene, he said a bunch of religious people. And he, and he let them know that you're, you look good at outside, but inside, you're being a hypocrite. What's on the inside needs to match outside. And so there has to be a balance. And that's why I said, I love how he says, my body. He's not just focusing on the inside in this moment. He's talking about also the outside. What does it look like to people that are wrong? You have to discipline your body. I have to discipline my body and bring it into subjection. It's not just about telling myself no, but now this is how you're going to function and live. This is how you're going to operate. That my body doesn't control me. That I control my body. That, that my, my old nature doesn't, doesn't rule me. My new nature rules me. And now I'm telling myself what to do. Instead of myself telling me what it wants to do. And Apostle Paul, he lived out the reality of this battle. In the book of 1 Corinthians. He said, that which I would do, I don't do. And he goes through this, he talks about this war that he's in with, his, with himself. And then he finally gets to the point where he says that he, he thanked God through his Lord Jesus Christ. That, that obviously I'm paraphrasing here, that he got, he got freedom from this bondage. Of this tug of war within himself. And he learned to nail himself to the cross. 
and say, you're not going anywhere. There's a new me now. It stops right now. I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that. All this smoking I'm doing, I'm done smoking. I'm done doing this stuff, man. I'm tired of it. Jesus is going to give me power over this right now. And I'm making up my mind right now that I'm going to walk with Jesus. And you don't control me. Every craving is time for you to die today. Woo, can I, oh, man, I feel There's some liberty in this room, y'all. Somebody getting free right now. We got to make up our mind and say, I'm disciplining my body and I'm bringing it into subjection. I don't have to do that. I don't have to take these pills. I'm not going to keep doing this over and over again and then feeling bad. Next time he calls me, I'm telling him, don't call me ever again and lose my number. I'm done. We're not fornicating no more. I'm disciplining my body and bringing it into subjection. Next time she calls, I'm, it's over. I'm telling you, I, I got saved. How Do I need to spell it out for you? I'm walking with Jesus now. I'm not getting involved with that stuff anymore. Now you cute, but that's over. Saints, we have to get to a point where this becomes our lifestyle. Why? So that at the end of the day, I can finish. I want to finish. Father, we pray today that you who have begun a good work in us will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. That, Lord, you would help us to partner with you to finish that which you've started in our lives. Lord, you just didn't save us and leave us at the starting point. You want us to, like Apostle Paul, to fight the good fight, to fight the good fight and to, to, to finish our race and to keep the faith. And Lord, I pray that you forgive us for just focusing on the starting line. That we have to learn to teach people not only how to start, but how to finish and how to cling to you. Because he that endures to the end shall be saved. Well, we want, we want to finish this race with you. Help us to lay aside every weight in the sin that did so easily beset us. And help us to keep our eyes on you and release our faith in you. Lord, help us to be people that are temperate in all things. That we run in such a way that we might obtain the, the prize. That God, we are people in this church that aren't uncertain. We're certain. You're watching us. And you're always there for us and with us. That you are real. Help us to discipline our bodies. To start getting ourselves in, in shape spiritually. Well, a lot of times we spend so much time at 24-hour fitness. And we're in the gym. And we're doing all this stuff from a physical standpoint. But we're not physically right. Help us to beat our bodies and bring it into subjection to the perfect will of God. That, Lord, our cravings and desires and propensities to do stuff that's wrong, that we take it, we nail it to the cross and say, you're not getting up from here. There's a new me. That, God, you would put a resolve in our spirit. Lord, you give us self-control by your spirit. You help us to be temperate in all things. 
you give us what we need to have success. And Lord, we thank you this morning. Lord, I pray that when people think about us, they think about you. That when they think about us as saints, the first thing that they think about is Jesus. That we would be authentically authentic. That people say, that is a woman of God. And she walks with Jesus. And she is going to finish with Jesus. Lord, I pray that for our church, that your anointing would just rest upon us. We would not apologize for being different or being separate or for being in this world but not of this world. We would not apologize for that. That is our calling. Lord, use us for your glory. Help us to finish the race. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925 925- 292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.